0: Thank you for listening to Fearless LA. We believe that where love is greater, fear is less. Tune in today to hear a life-changing message from our lead pastor, Jeremy Johnson. Jesus, we thank you for this group. And Lord, I pray as they lift their hands, would you just lift your hands? Father, I pray right now all over this crowd, Lord, every hand, every fingerprint represents someone you designed uniquely, incredibly special to you father i don't care what the world has put on them i don't care what religion says to them today father you want to encounter your sons and daughters and we pray that every hand god we would grab a hold of you and we would let go of religion and we would step into the call that we have to be sons and daughters god not to be preachers not to be singers not to be actors our greatest call is to be your sons and daughters god i pray right now You would empower them to that, God. You would let them know, God, they have greatness inside them. that greatness is to be able to come into your chamber, your throne room, and be able to have conversations with you. Elevated conversations, God. Lord, we pray you would move us to a new level today in your name. Amen. Amen. Come on, would you give someone next to you a high five, a pound it, a bear hug, a holy kiss? Whatever you feel comfortable with, that's that's up to you. If someone tries to kiss you, I'm sorry. They're just, you sat next to the wrong person. Praise God. Jeremiah 33, uh, chapter two, I want to begin this journey in. And uh, it says this. This is what the Lord says. He who made the earth. The Lord who formed it and established it. Just in case you're confused, the Lord is his name. I love that it starts it out that way because he's basically clarifying to me, uh, this is not your little God you've made him to be. This is not uh, the God that fits in your pocket. This is not the God, this is the God that created the universe. This is the God that formed the planets, that saw the planets before there were ever planets, that... You know, I just learned recently that we figured out a way to build a more powerful telescope. Who's excited about that? I'm excited about that. I can't wait to see what's out there, man. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a Trekkie, you know, and, uh, but every time we build a bigger telescope, we just discover there's more out there that we didn't even know was there. It was there the whole time, but our eyes are seeing more of what God made, and You know, many times I've wondered, are there aliens out there or, you know, are there Martians? And and, and really what God revealed to me is why it's so vast and so big is what David said. David said, God, the solar system, the universe is displaying your glory. Does God's glory run out or end or expire? I mean, how deep and how wide and how massive did he create? God's saying, look, this is, this is my, my uh, resume. I, I created the, the universe. I'm the Lord. I, I was the one who thought of it before anybody thought of it. And, uh, and then he gives us this thing. In verse 3, he says, call to me and I will answer you. Now, when I read that, that messes me up. Because uh, if it was just, you know, a normal person saying, hey, call me. Let's do lunch. No big deal. But this is the Lord. This is the creator of the ends of the earth. This is, this is the chief honcho. This is the CEO of the planet we're living on. This is God all by himself says, call to me and I will answer. Now this is good news. I mean, it is because this week I got sick and I tried to call my doctor and my doctor didn't answer. I got that machine, you know, uh, Press one if you speak English. Press two if you speak Spanish. It's not a real person. It's just a machine. And they don't even try to make it sound like a real person anymore. It's like, hello, I am here. Press one. And if you're like me, you got ADD. I'm not putting my head on that phone because I've heard you get cancer that way. I don't know. You know, and so I'm putting it on speakerphone. And by the time I'm done doing everything I'm doing, the thing's speaking to me in Spanish. And I have no clue what's happening. I forgot I'm on the phone anyways. And... I hang up and I call at least five to 20 times. Then I finally get to someone. Have you ever got to that person that really can't help you, but they pretend like it for like 30 minutes? Oh God, just tell me from the beginning, you're not gonna help me at all. You're gonna take all my information. You're gonna get my credit card, my social security. You're gonna find out my four kids names. And then you're gonna tell me, I just have to transfer you to a different apartment. And then when I get to the different apartment, They're not going to know anything I just told that person. I'm going to have to say it all over again to you. And then at the end of it, you're not going to solve my problem. I'm going to have to beg for a manager. And then I will have to tell the manager the same thing. Never have I gotten to speak to the CEO of the company. Yet the God of the universe is saying, when you call me, Michael doesn't answer. The archangel or, or Moses gets on the phone on the hotline. He's working the calls. Or, or some guy in another country that doesn't speak your language. Look, look. He says, look, when you call to me, I will answer you. This, folks, I'm telling you, I don't know if you're seeing this in the Word. I don't know if you're seeing how amazing this is. Call to me. Yet, we don't call. How many days go by where we just... Ah. I don't have time. What if, it, what if it doesn't go through? What if it, call to me and I will answer you. Then I love this What he says, and I will show you. I will tell you, not show you, I will tell you great and unsearchable things which you do not know. This tells me that no matter how smart you are, God has more for you. This tells me no matter how much you've gone to college and how much you know about the word, God has more for you. He has more for you. No matter how many sermons you've heard, no matter how many books you've read, no matter how many, po- no matter how long you've been a Christian, God has more for you. He has great and unsearchable truths for you. I don't know about you, but it's exciting that God's going to talk to me and it's even more exciting that God goes, I'm going to tell you some secrets. Oh, like what kind of secrets does God have? I mean, come on. <laughs> I'd love a private conversation with the FBI. I would love to know, are they chapping my phone? Are they, are they watching me on, my, you know, on the internet? If, if, are they stalking my Facebook? I'd love to know that. That would be some cool secrets to find out. But what about the secrets that God has? Well, what could he speak to us? What, what are we missing out on? By not saying, God, I want to know you. I want to hear you. I want to talk to you. We've called this series Static because it's not that we don't want to talk to God and it's not that God doesn't want to talk to us because according to this verse God's been talking ever since the beginning he's every verse is dripped with come talk to me come hang out with me come get with me Uh, we cannot look at the gospel and not see a God that wants to be with us he didn't send Michael or Gabriel or an angel he sent himself to die on a cross so he could be next to us. We know that he wants to be with us. But, but it's hard because there's static in the line. You, you, ever, you ever got on a call where you couldn't quite hear him? And you're like, what's the point? I mean, what, what are you saying? I don't know. what I mean, my wife, she gets angry. If I call her and it's not working, out, I'm like, oh, God, she can't hear me. Be careful. Pray for me. Help me out, Jesus. Right? Because my wife gets frustrated. Like, ah, oh, I can't hear you. And I'm like, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. You can't hear me. Do you know that's not my fault? I think it gets frustrating when we can't hear God. When we're on the other line and we're, dang, man, I wish I could hear you like that guy. That guy's like, I was just walking along today and the Lord just spoke to me. He just spoke to me that, you know, I'm going to bless you and you're going to get a new job today. I walked into the new job and there it was. It just happened. God, God, it's like God speaks to them while they eat their Wheaties. And you're like, I wish I had that. I wish I could just talk to God like that. I wish I could have that relationship. And I want to tell you, you can Come on, we want to improve the signal today. We, we want to get the static out of the line. Come on, we, this is what we're here to do today. We're here to say, God, we want to grow in how to hear you, God. The most important thing in my life is hearing your voice. If I don't hear your voice, God, how do I live? How do I have breath? How do, how do I continue? How do I, and, and I don't know about you, but that's my prayer. That's my, my cry is to hear God's voice and I want to tell you that it's not just static in the line that gets in the way but it's our lack of understanding that there's not just one voice there's five God is not five in one we know he's three in one but there are five voices that are fighting for your life the number one voice is the voice of God that's the voice we want to hear Uh, to hear God's voice would be amazing to hear the author of the universe speak one word to us. I mean, we, we see God speaking to people all throughout the Bible. We can't deny it, you know. But it's not like tomorrow you're going to see a donkey talking to you. Or a burning bush. I mean, anybody had a burning bush experience? I mean, I, we could say we had an experience like that. But no one hears talk to a burning bush unless you were burning some bush. Amen. And, and uh, then you saw other things. But, but we see these radical... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just human. Uh, we see these radical, crazy things happening in the Bible. We see Paul getting this encounter with God where he's knocked off his religious horse. He's on his way to kill Christians. And God knocks him off his path. He, he goes blind for like three days. God heals him and he calls him into the ministry. Say, why do you keep persecuting me? He Here's this loud voice from heaven, And I think sometimes I want that. But what I, what I need to realize is that Paul only had that happen once. But he continued to have a relationship with God. He continued to hear the voice of God. It wasn't, he didn't get it knocked off his horse 15 times. It was a one-time thing. But, but and, and I want to tell you, let's not miss what God wants to do by waiting for these, the sun to just start talking to us or something crazy. Let's, let's not wait for these days like that. Let's just go after building a relationship with God. The second voice that will talk to us is the voice of the flesh. Um, or we could say the voice of reason. The voice of your reasoning and your flesh. And uh, not all reason is bad. We will talk about that. And not all flesh is bad because the Bible says that God wants to pour out his spirit on all flesh. So he can redeem even your flesh. He can redeem even your reasoning. God, God in the Bible continuously says, hey, come reason with me. God is not wanting to be dumb. He, he wants you to come to him. But we just got to understand that he is on a level that we never will be on. As long as we understand that we can come to him in a new way with our reason. And the number three voice that speaks to us is the voice of our conscience. Um, and so we're going to talk about this. We're going to dive into this in these different weeks. The fourth voice that speaks to us is the voice of the devil. And anybody ever heard the voice of the, the enemy speak to you? Um, some of you may not realize, but many times the voice of the enemy does not come um, like the devil. If he did, you'd be like, oh, shoot, get away. You're the devil, right? He comes and says, I'm Jesus, I'm God. I've met several people that have said, man, uh, when I was in the occult, when I was doing witchcraft, I was in my room and they said, the devil actually looks very beautiful. He would come to me and and I I thought he was the angel of light. He came as the angel of light. The Bible talks about the devil will come as the angel of light. Uh, There was another lady that I met that was into new age and she said, "Uh, there's someone that talks to me, his name is Jesus, but he asked me to do these new age things. And I say, well, that's not Jesus. Just because they say they're God or Jesus does not mean they are. The devil is the father of what? Lies. Okay, so be cautious when you start hearing a voice. You want to check these voices out. We want to grow in this. Um, Number five, the voice of others. So there's going to be others. There's going to be pastors, preachers, teachers, friends, podcasts, um, all all kinds of things. And God's going to speak to you in these different ways. Uh, the only way he's not going to speak to you is through the voice of the devil. He will use your conscience. He will use your reasoning and your flesh and he will use others. Um, but we got to know which category they are. If we, if we can figure this out and walk in this, then we can walk in, in what God has for us. Amen? Amen. Amen. My favorite part is Jeremiah 33, three, when he says, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great unsearchable truths that you know not of. And, uh, you know, I, I, th- I, think, I think about this thought as we step into hearing the voice of God. we got to first stop and, and catch that communication is difficult. If we don't catch that, well, okay, if, if you're in this room and you're not married, you don't fully understand that. As soon as you get married, you will understand fully that communication is difficult. Uh, me and my wife are, were from two different planets, I believe. God formed us from the dirt of one planet, and she was came from my rib. I mean, we, we are from two different places. We think two different ways. We walk two different ways. We process two different ways. We feel love two different ways. Communication is difficult. It's difficult because, first of all, the, the, the hearer. If you have anyone in this room that you've ever been in a conflict with, you've ever been in an argument with, It's difficult to get them to hear you. You might say things like, are you hearing the words that come out of my mouth? Because you're not catching it. You know, you ever sat with someone, you said a whole thing and they're like, then you, you realize they didn't hear anything I just said. I just wasted like five to 50 minutes of my life. I mean, communication is difficult uh, because when, when we're talking, it's not just us not being good at, Getting out what's inside of us. I mean, some of us we don't even know what's inside of us. We're still trying to figure it out. Like, what's wrong with you? I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm still working it out. I don't even know. I'm just going to say something to get you off my back. You know, we're trying to. You don't even know how to say what we're trying to say. And then, and then it's not just that we're bad at saying it. It's also hard to hear. You ever been in a conflict with someone and? You know, you're speaking and you're proving your point and you're giving them all the points of why they messed up and why they're wrong and why they didn't do what they needed to do. What are they doing? Listening? No. (laughs) They're calculating, okay, you said this, you said that. Okay, no, that's wrong. That was a lie. That was a half truth. Okay, here, I'm coming up with this argument. I'm gonna jab you right here. And they come in, right? They interrupt, let me interrupt you. They haven't listened to a word you said because communication is difficult we have a hard time getting in someone else's shoes communication is not about speaking it's about understanding we can't even communicate good with each other we're struggling with that why people leave churches or leave groups or don't feel involved in some friendship or break each other's heart why? because we can't even figure out how how to talk yet We think we're just going to walk into God's throne room and have it all down. And we're frustrated. We're irritated that overnight, me and the God of the universe couldn't get on the same wavelength. At least I am. But if I just take a breath and stop and think, this is going to be a process. This is going to be a journey. If this is a journey with me and my wife, this is going to be a journey with me and God. (laughs) How are we going to work this out? Even companies, there's companies that when they, when they bridge gaps and go to other countries, they have to learn to redo their product. Many of them have made this mistake of going to another country where the dialect is different and giving the same thing that worked in one place, trying to give it to another group. There was one group called Gerber Baby Food uh, that, that went to Africa. And in Africa, there are many dialects. There, there are many tribes. They don't have cities, really. They have tribes. What tribe are you from? And they have different dialects in their tribe. And so when they put things in stores, they don't put words necessarily on the packages because everyone has a different dialect. Which word would you put on it? Would have 32 dialects from that. So they usually just put pictures so Gerber baby food went to Africa and they, they do what they always do. They put a picture on the front of the baby food. The picture was of a happy baby. Some of you are figuring this out. When the African people looked at this jar coming from the U.S. unbeknownst to them, they thought the U.S. people were cannibals because there's a picture of what's in the package. That's how we do it. It said carrots on the thing, but they didn't read the thing because in their nation... They look for pictures, not for words. Pepsi, when they went to China, they they used the slogan, uh, brings you back to life. Pepsi brings you back to life, which we know Coke does way better, but Pepsi is good, praise God. But the slogan in Chinese said, Pepsi brings your ancestors back from the grave. So they found people pouring it on grave sites. No, just kidding. That's what it said. That slogan didn't work out too good. Coors Light slogan was turn it loose. But in the Spanish-speaking countries, it meant suffer from diarrhea. <laughs> the Chevy Nova never sold well in Spanish-speaking countries because Nova means does not go. <laughs> communication is difficult. Even I brought some things right here. Just because we, we, communication is hard. You realize that when you read the back of these and you see something stupid, it's because someone did it. You know that, right? You know, the McDonald's cup that says contents are hot inside the coffee cup is because some lady sued McDonald's because she didn't realize coffee was hot. You you know that, right? Okay. So I'm, I'm just going to read this. Um, uh, this is, this is, uh, antifreeze, uh, fluid, uh, for your car. And, uh, let me read some of the warnings on here. Um. The first part I have, I have just a problem with is, uh, or, or just a, makes me laugh, is the first thing it says on the warning is, do not drink this. <laughs> like, they actually have to say that? Like, they actually had to say, hey, just so you know, um, I know you're thirsty, and you don't have any water around or anything, but if you ever get too thirsty, and you just think, I'm just going to take a giant glass of antifreeze <laughs> into, into my, it just sounds... Awesome, like if you ever think of putting this in your coffee, it's not, a, the first, they, they wasted print space on this saying, do not drink. Do not drink, that's, I, I think that's awesome. And then we got Drano over here. My favorite thing on this Drano bottle is it says, do not splash on yourself. So there was literally a guy that thought this would be a, look, communication is difficult. People do all kinds of crazy things. This is why God made a big Bible. He put everything in here. If you see something in the Bible, it's because someone did it. Like, you're like, why is that in there? Like, don't do that. Like, if if you don't know what I'm talking about, read in the New Testament a little bit. You'll see a lot of weird things saying not to do. Look, communication is difficult. So, if we can capture that and we can say, man, I want to understand what God's saying and I want to walk in what He's saying, I don't want to just drink antifreeze if I'm not supposed to I want to read the instructions so I can walk in all the ways because if it's in here it's because someone tried it and it didn't work well for them I love the Bible because you know some people say man uh, man wrote the Bible man came up with with Christianity I don't think man did because things in this man wouldn't say to do man wouldn't say to give away all that you have would he Man wouldn't say, be the husband of one wife. At least a single man wouldn't. A a married man would say, yeah, be the husband of one wife. That's not a good idea to have many wives. But other religions do that. If you do this, you're gonna get this. Why? Because a man wrote it. Man didn't write this. Man's not gonna put rules on yourself that you don't wanna bear. But here's God, he's got all the, it's not rules, They're, they're to help you. This is, God is not trying to give you rules To to put you down. He's trying to help you not drink the antifreeze. He's like, hey, don't splash this on yourself. I'm not trying to put you down or take away your fun. It's just not going to be very fun. This is our God. He's a loving God. He's an amazing God. He wants to get to know you. He wants to speak to you. You know, the thing I have found about this God is the first thing that God is going to communicate is through his word. Many of us are waiting for an audible voice or that, that knowing inside our spirit. And God's like, hey, I want to speak to you. And all of a sudden, a Bible drops on our head. And we're like, oh, God, what's this? Just a Bible? Okay, I wanted you to speak to me. And then we keep praying, and God drops a family Bible on our head. You ever seen one of those? Those are big Bibles. Like, "Go, oh, I want you to speak to me. I want you to prophesy over me. God's like, I already have. I've spoken to you a letter that, that if you would just go read it. Can you imagine if my dad sent me in the mail a letter he said, man, I, I put all, so much stuff in that letter. I put hours and hours into this letter. And I want to meet with you on a certain day. Uh, but by the time you get to me, make sure you read the letter. Because I, there's some important stuff in it that if I just were to tell you, I want, I want you to capture it all. And I get to my dad and say, hey, what did you have for me? He goes, did you read the letter? I said, no, I didn't read the letter. I just wanted to hear you. And he goes, well, no, hey, first read the letter. So that we can take in all that I have for you. If God's going to speak to us, he's first going to speak to us through his word. He's not going to contradict his word, but he's going to walk us through his word. Now, here's the the crazy thing is just hearing God's word is dangerous. You ever been in conflict with someone and you send them a text? Bad idea. They're giving you a text back. And then you see those bubbles that come. You're like, what are they about to say? I seen there was some kind of feistiness in that text. I see that that emoji. You didn't really mean that. Are you trying to be sarcastic with that emoji? I I seen how you kind of putting that in there. Then you send them your text. You write 14 texts. You erase them. You write 14 more. You approve it by everyone around you. You send it to them. They don't respond for four days. You see them. It's awkward. You send them another text. Hey, did you read that text I sent you? Texting doesn't, doesn't work because we're only seeing one dimension of what they're trying to say. This book is actually more dangerous than the Satanic Bible, if you just read it. Say, can you say that? Well, started more wars than anything else. The people that read this, you know, those are the ones that killed Jesus, right? They knew every line. They knew every word, but they didn't know the author. See, I, I don't want you just to get in your Bible and not capture the heart of the author I want you to not just read your word, I want you to read it with with the Holy Spirit. Whenever me and my wife are having conflict, the best thing to do is to fight it out. No, the best thing to do is to pull in a third party. Someone who can listen to both sides of the argument, help us digest what's happening, help us get into the shoes of the other person. This is what the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit comes between you and the text, comes between you and religion. And he comes in and he says no come on no no I, I know it says that but let me show you all this let me show you what the holy spirit is saying about you they've done studies and they found that when someone's communicating when you hear them what you understand about what they say only seven percent of a hundred percent of what you understand is coming from their words someone speaks they have this many words and then you walk away with understanding, only 7% of your full understanding came from hearing their words. This is why it's hard to have text confrontations. Because you're only hearing 7% of what I'm really saying. 39% comes from the tone of voice. That's why if you get on the phone with someone, you're talking, you say, hey, you know, man, you really hurt my feelings when you said this. All of a sudden they hear, oh, you're not mad, you're hurt. You walk different with someone that's hurt than someone that's mad, and so you start hearing the tone of their voice. so You understand their words to be a whole different thing, and, and then if you go to the, the greatest level, fifty percent of understanding what someone's saying it comes comes from from being in their presence, to see their nonverbals, their 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 body language, their their facial expression. They can say, "Man, I'm so frustrated with you, but I love you," and you see that smile, and it brings you. Into their arms. This is why we can't just read this book. Go to church and keep hearing this stuff without knowing the author. Without him sitting with us and saying, God, what were you trying to say in this? This is kind of rough. How, what in the world? I, I want to understand. I want to capture your tone. Can I hear your tone in this verse? I want to know the truth about what you're saying. But I want to know your tone. I, I, want, to, I want to know your body language. How are you looking at me? Are, are you like this? You know, many people think when God says to repent, he's going like this. That's his body language. So we run. But I believe God is more like the third base coach. Repent. Come to me. Come get on third base. You're safe with me. You see, when you start seeing body language, you start experiencing something completely different. Look, if if you feel like God is mad at you, I want to encourage you today. I don't want you just to hear me say this. I want you to go encounter the real God and find out he's not there was this group of people the israelites and exodus 20 18 says all the people perceived that the thunder and lightning and the flashes and sound of the trumpet on the mountain and smoking and when the people saw it they trembled and stood at a distance then they said to moses speak to us yourself and we will listen but let not god speak to us or we will die moses said to the people do not be afraid Later in the Bible, Deuteronomy 5, 4, Moses is talking to the people and he said, remember that time when we were on the mountain and you didn't go? He says, the Lord spoke to you face to face at the mountain from the midst of the fire while I was standing between the Lord and you at that time to declare to you the word of the Lord. For you were afraid because of the fire and did not go up the mountain. I don't want you to be afraid of the fire the the bigness of God the greatness of God is not to punish you it's to protect you please don't let me be your Moses please don't let me keep going up to the mountain and keep telling you what God is saying because I go up there and you know what he says to me he goes Jeremy I want to talk to him face to face I said, God, they they don't want to come up. I don't know. They're afraid to step into this. They're afraid they don't know how to pray or how to talk to you or what would happen if they did or what if you saw their sins? He's like, Jeremy, I already see their sins. I already sent my son to forgive them. I love them. They're my kids. You know what I'm trying to do every week? I'm trying to come down from the mountain and say, look, he wants to talk to you. I, I could tell you what he's saying, but he wants to have an encounter with you because he doesn't want you to get stuck in the text. He doesn't want you to die by the letter of the law. He wants the spirit to give you life. And you get next to him, you start understanding this, this ferocious lion. As he's sitting there, and he's breathing. He could kill you at any second. is protecting you. This God of the universe that knit you together, that has a plan for you and a destiny for you. See, many people get confused. They think we need to go talk to God to be a prophet and talk to others, which is great. Maybe some of you are walking that gift, but the first thing God wants to talk to you about is not about others, and not even about you. The first thing he wants to tell you about is himself. Because what big deal would it be to find out you're a son of someone that's broke and messed up and lost? But what if I told you you're a son of the greatest thing that has ever happened to this universe? What if you found out you're a son and a daughter of God, the most high God? What if you found out how big and how amazing and how powerful he is? Maybe your problems wouldn't get to yell at you anymore. Maybe your fear wouldn't get to haunt you anymore. Maybe you would start looking at the things that you keep saying, man, this is going to take me out. You say, no, my God is with me. He will never leave me. He will never forsake me. Do you know how bad my God is? My God is... God wants to tell you about him. He wants to tell you, that he's a loving father, not a demanding father. He wants to tell you he's an intimate friend, not a distant relation. He wants to tell you that he's a patient teacher, not an intolerant schoolmaster. He wants to tell you that he's a gentle guide, not an angry guide. He wants to tell you that he's understanding as a counselor, not an insensitive counselor. He wants to tell you that he's a generous provider, not a reluctant provider. He wants to tell you that he's a faithful sustainer not an inconsistent sustainer because however you perceive him will be how you receive from him i came to let you know that even if today i told you about my favorite restaurant the food that i love there how amazing it is i ate it yesterday no matter how much i told you about it unless you experience it you cannot be fed by it I can tell you all day long that God loves you but until you come to the table until you come to the restaurant and realize your bill has been paid for until you come and sit down and taste I have this favorite restaurant it's called Food Haas I even brought some pictures of it they have a burger that will make you want to slap your mom Look, look at that burger that my favorite thing is the East LA fries I mean I'm telling you I I haven't eaten it but I make everyone else that comes with me get it anybody else do that I I can't eat bad food but I make other people eat it so I can feel better about that someone ate it that's that is the East LA fries it looks small in this picture it's about this big now me telling you about it just made you hungry not fulfilled the only way you could be fulfilled to come to the restaurant yourself and taste of the fries yourself the only way you can share it with others is if you've actually dined on what we're talking about the only way you can really review this on Yelp is if you've tasted it yourself all i want to tell you is god is cooking something up in the kitchen he's saying sons and daughters come taste and see come experience the fullness of who i am i want to give you more i want you to experience more if god could tell you about himself he would say i am love john first john 4 16 psalm 16 10 says he is the holy one Revelations 1.8 says he is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Galatians 3:5 says he's the miracle working God. First John 1 John 1:3 says he's the creator of the world. 1 Kings 8:27 says he's infinite. Jeremiah 20, 32 17 says he's all powerful. 1 John 3:20 says he's all-knowing. Psalms 139 says he's all present. Numbers 23:19 says he's unchanging. Hebrews 10, 16 says He's the covenant-making God. Isaiah 9, 6 says He's the everlasting Father. James 1, 17 says He's the Father of lights. Second Corinthians 1, 3 says He's the Father of mercy and the God of all comfort, the author of salvation. He's full of power according to Romans 13, 1. Second Colossians 1, 9 says He's the God that raises the dead. Isaiah 63, 1 says He's mighty to save. Isaiah 54, 5 says He is our maker. Matthew 6 says He is our Heavenly Father. Romans 3.26 says he's the Justifier, the One who brings about faith. Philippians 4.19 says He will meet our needs through Christ Jesus. Philippians 4.7 says He is giving us peace that surpasses understanding. And John 14.6 says He is the way, the truth, and the life. I'm telling you, this God wants to tell you who He is we can either keep looking at the word and see nothing or we can start looking through the word and see universes we have not seen i dare you to start saying god i'm not just going to look at the word and see my minimal situation that's going through me i want to start looking at my life through the word Everything I step out to do, every time I feel abandoned alone, I'm looking through the Word. You are a good father. You are a good teacher. You are a good dad. When I get sick, I'm looking through the Word. God, you are my healer. When I get broke, you are my provider. I'm not looking at the Word. I'm looking through the Word. What if we started looking through the Word this year? God's not calling first. He said, I'm waiting. I got the back phone on hold for you. As soon as you call, I'm picking up. Maybe we keep waiting on God and God is waiting on us. He's waiting on you saying, God, I don't know how to talk to you. I don't know how this works. I don't know what's going to happen. But you know what? I got to begin the journey. No one else can start it for you. I want to walk with God like Moses did where he said I'm a friend of God. How much time do I need to spend with him to become his friend? Right now he's just Lord. Awesome. But I want to be with you so much that I start saying you are my friend. Are you hungry yet? What do you do when you get hungry? You eat? Stop starving yourself. You keep coming every week and I keep making you hungry and you keep not going to the restaurant and eating. Go eat this week. Go eat of his presence. Go eat of his love. Go eat of his grace. Go eat of his mercy. tired of eating on everybody else's words. I'm ready to eat on his words. His truth. Yeah. Would you stand to your feet all over this room? God, we just pray right now across this room. Lord, there's a hunger stirred up in our spirit. Lord, for looking th- through the word of your truth with our life. Father, I pray as we begin to read the word this week, before we start, we would begin to ask the Holy Spirit to invade our house, our environment, our world. Lord, I pray, God, we would, we would ask you to walk with us through every word, through every line, God. Every time we get angry or frustrated, God, we just invite you into the situation, God, and we ask that you would begin to show us in your letter, your love letter, God, what you are speaking over yourself, and then, Lord, what you're speaking over us, and lastly, what you're speaking over others, God, we pray you would teach us about you, you would teach us about us, and then, God, you would empower us to encourage others, God, we pray for new life new faith God I pray prophets would arise I pray Lord you would open our ears and you would open our communication God that we wouldn't just get with text or just the phone call God we would meet with you in person thank you for listening if you have something that you need prayer for we would love to pray for you visit fearlessla.com fearless tv to fill out a prayer request or find more information about fearless church